there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. A lot of people here today felt like they lost. You know why? Now, experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome. Oh, you go. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. Come on in. My name. Come on into the institute, folks. I'm I'm not opposed to it. Uh, uh, My name's Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Gentlemen. How are we? Good. You weren't prepared for my sudden energy shift. No, it was good. This is, you know, it's it's how I imagine most radio, morning radio DJs are. Yeah. Just hating life and then. Switching it on. Boing, 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 boing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm just a born performer. Yeah. yeah. If you guys listening had seen Cam two minutes ago, <laughs> it looked to like now look like he just smashed a Valium. Yeah. It's just fucking <laughs> <laughs> on. Let's do this. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about some fucked up children uh, of varying. I need to uh, drop the F. Of varying <laughs> uh, shades. Mm, mm. Racial. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this one does get a little no, racial. It's not racial. The first one gets racial. We're going to be talking about uh, people of colour. Mm. Firstly, we're going to be talking about the green children of Woolpit. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be talking about the black-eyed children mm. of cooked cops in America. Cooked cops? Yeah. Oh, I found well, some good British black-eyed children gear we'll as well. We'll get to that. Uh, but let's start with some British greenies. Yeah, let's go chronologically, shall we? Yeah. Start at the top and move our way down to the bottom. Yeah, way to do it. That's that's the way I read the Wikipedia page <laughs> Yeah, about this. <laughs> uh, the Green Children of Woolpit was a thing that happened in the 12th century. So sometime in the 1300s. That's mm-hmm. my understanding of how the centuries work. Yeah, it's yeah. a confusing system. It's the one before. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. should have worked that out and said, hey, can we just... Align these two. Yeah. Two, the millennium would have been a good time to do it. Yeah. Let's just, hey, let's all agree. Let's just reset. 2000. Is the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. Way easy to remember. <laughs> and also, everyone would have been on board because you can be like, it's the end of history. Yeah. 2000, when we thought history was over. Yeah. 2000 was such a cruisy year for history. And then it all kicked off again. Mm, 2001, very uncruisy. No. We haven't had time to make these big decisions like simplifying the years. Yeah. Plus, it doesn't matter if we go for another 100 years as the 20th century because nothing's happening. 
Yeah. Mm. Like there's 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all very, very, very uh, particular years. They have mm. their own vibe. Mm. From 2000 till now, 19 years, I feel like there hasn't been much shift in anything. Mm. Besides becoming increasingly dystopian. Mm. But that all happened after the year 2000. That happened like from 2001 on. Yeah. 2000 yeah. is when you could have convinced people. I don't think you realise. 20th again. I don't think you realise how futuristic now is compared to 2000. Yeah. Like we didn't have information phones like we do now. And how dystopian it is. And yeah, like standing at the train station now, you get giant screens. Yeah. But, if, but you, can, you can go, <laughs> oh man, that's so 70s. That's so 80s. You can't go, oh, that's so 2000s. That's so 2010s. Yeah, but we're still in it. Like, in the 90s, we weren't looking at Clueless and going, oh, my God, Clueless, that's so 90s. We're like, oh, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, but 10 years on, we were. Yeah. We're and 19 we're years in into this, year, this yeah. century. I think we're getting distracted from the points, too. Like, we missed the boat. So now we're, <laughs> now we're stuck with this dumb... Stupid system. Yeah. All right. So thanks, the- Timos. You <laughs> fucked us again. Here's a decision that is lift your game next. <laughs> anyway, let's just. What do you got? Twelfth century. Who are these people? The twelfth century. I got actually got so angry about that though. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I like a game like let's move on. We're getting sidetracked. <laughs> By the way, I'm angry about this. Uh, so the twelfth century uh, in Suffolk, mm-hmm. England, mm-hmm. famous for. Uh, I don't know, pies probably. Yeah. Cider or something. And the village of Woolpit. This is perhaps during the reign of King Stephen. Keep better records. Well, so this, and this is kind of where the confusion with this one comes in, because it was ri- wasn't written about till like 300 years later. Oh, right. right. So it's another one of those made up things. This <laughs> is 100% a made up thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why was no one writing about this at the time? Because it sounds quite newsworthy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, journalistic, journalistic standards of that era. Why, why is it perhaps during the reign of King Stephen? How many kings were reigning in the 12th century? Like two or three? Mm. So it's perhaps during the reign. Time, there was a time where kings were getting knocked off pretty quickly, though. All right. But perhaps during the reign of King Stephen or perhaps during the reign of King Dave or King Jerry or King Frank. Mm. It was during someone's reign. I mean, reign. they don't know. And they're just trying to be vague so no one bloody... And pinpoint that it's yeah, made up. Yeah, it can be too persnickety about it all. All right. The village of, of Woolpit, everyone's carrying on, probably getting quite sick mm. off Ergot. Mm. Yep. And uh, suddenly, some kids rock up. Ergot did come up in one of my, some of my research for this. Oh, they were, this is a, this has, this smacks of Ergot. <laughs> uh, the villagers of Woolpit, they're doing their harvesting. You all right? Got a little bloody spider on me. Oh, no. Hey, it's fun. I didn't know we had any spiders going on today. Yeah. Bloody fourth guest. A little spider on my hand. Sorry. Go. Go. Uh, Pickle would probably want to eat that if you want to give it up. All right, carry on. So uh, the villagers of, of Woolpit are out doing their harvest when they notice by one of their wolf pits, mm-hmm. which are pits that they've dug to trap wolves, yep. and from which their town... Susley gets its name. Yeah, I never understood that either. Like, Unless they, did they just go, look, we have to put these two words together. We've got to lose a letter. So but we'll add one as well. Wall pit doesn't sound good. Add another O. But it was like the wolf pit, such a uniquely wall pit thing that they're like, let's name our town after this. Yeah, this is our thing. Yeah. Everyone, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Everyone else is just getting <laughs> offed by the wolves. <laughs> or everyone's just, you know, where people 
we have dominion over the animals. Yeah. Like, the, we're not normally getting attacked by wolves. Yeah. But the wolf, the wolf people are like, let's dig holes. Yeah. The wolf people are probably why there's no wolves in England anymore. Mm. Aren't there any wolves in England? Is that a thing? Nah, it's a thing. I think they've been thinking about reintroducing them. Oh, yeah. They reintroduced them somewhere in Europe. Mm. I've read a couple of stories about that. They reintroduced mm. them somewhere in uh, the US in a national park. Right. And the park is flourishing as yeah. a result. Yeah, you need them. Biodiversity, it's important. Yep. Uh, then what happened, Cam? I don't know. Why are they trapping them wolves? And it seems like it's, a, it's part of the wolf pit is that you put like a dead cow at the bottom of it yeah. to get the wolves to go in there. Maybe they had some sort of wolf skin industry or... Maybe. Anyway, they're hanging, they're doing their harvesting and just... Oh, breathing in that dead cow smell while they do the harvest. And they find a couple of kids, uh, a brother and a sister, next to one of the wolf pits. Uh, unusually, completely green skin. Mm. Also, they speak another language. Yeah, an unknown language. Which is less usual, but yeah. still mm. interesting. I mean, these are wolf pit people. Mm. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of languages they don't know. Yeah. Well, that speaks to one of the theories. Um, I just want to quickly correct myself. Someone did write about it. In that era, oh. but then it wasn't talked about till the 15th century. Okay. So. Someone found their diary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, William of Newburgh. Um, he'd also written about vampires. Cool. Um, oh, sorry. Animated corpses that return from their graves with close parallels to vampire beliefs. And it's the only source for the bishop pirate Wimmond. Wimmond. Uh, so, yeah. He tells a tall tale. Mm. Or does he? Mm. Maybe he was just an astute observer of the paranormal. Yeah. So these green children turn up. Yeah. They speak an unknown language, although I would suggest that the people of Wolf Pit, of Wool Pit, uh, aren't maybe, as cultured as a modern day person. Maybe they haven't been doing their Duolingo. Mm. Yeah. Constantly getting fucking hassled by the dumb bird. Mm. Am I right, folks? <laughs> hey. hey? <laughs> Stop hassling me. I'll learn at my own pace. Yeah. Um,. And they also have unusual clothing. Yeah. But again, it's like... They're just French. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're sick. Yeah, they're sickly. And, and green. And they don't want to eat any food. Well, no. they'll only eat one food. Broad beans. Mm. Raw With, ones. Yeah. Which would yeah. be gross. Yeah. Raw, like, even slightly undercooked. Bro- yeah, that bloody bird. <laughs> it's coming through on the microphone. <laughs> Dinosaur out there. Um, yeah, even a slightly undercooked one, not mm. that pleasant. Nah. If you get that cooking bang on, though, it's a bloody springtime treat. Yeah. So eventually they teach the children English. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... Oh, jeez. They teach the kids English. Uh, at some point, the, the brother just dies. Yeah, he dies mm. pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. It, uh, that's they started eating the food, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I think the story is he dies, she gets better and turns not green anymore. Mm. Uh, and she marries someone, right? She, but does she start eating normal food? Yeah. Do they die? Does the kid die of malnutrition because they're only feeding them green beans? Maybe. <laughs> is I, it, I think they start reintroducing food to them though, but that's you, all they want to eat at the start is. Broad beans. If you only feed someone broad beans, would they turn green? Uh, like a flamingo, you mean? Maybe. I don't. I don't know if I mean like a flamingo. Well, so flamingos aren't pink. Aren't if they? they? Except if they eat the shrimp they eat, 
That's what turns them pink. Flamingos eat shrimp? Yeah. Does that seem right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. A flamingo. Oh, yeah, I guess they're a water bird. Yeah, they, yeah, you've seen them standing in the water eating things. What do you think they're eating? And they only eat shrimp. It's like a type of shrimp. I think it's like a tiny one. A um, little school prawn. Like a little krilly thing. Yeah, and then that, that is Turns enough. pink. Remember that guy who turned blue? Yeah. And he was on the news a lot for being the blue guy because he had taken like silver yeah. supplements every day. So I feel like, yeah, you can turn the colour of your food, you know what they say, you are what you eat. Yeah. Um, if you're a flamingo or if you're a human eating something toxic, mm. I don't think broad beans you'd have to eat. I don't think there'd be enough. But if you only exclusively ate broad beans. Carrots can do it to you too, can't they? I think carrots can make you orangey. Mm. I don't think like let you see in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was just the carrot lobby. Right. Like in during World War Two. World War One or something, they were like, Hey, everyone eat our carrots, you'll see in the dark, you'll see those bloody Germans. I think that actually was that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I don't I don't think a broad bean would because I don't like I've I don't know. I feel like if you with a breakdown carrot, you could somehow use it as dye. Mm. I don't think you could do the same with a broad bean. Mm. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, have they been rescued from the wolf bits where they've only been eating broad beans probably out on the road, just grabbing them off people's harvests, mm. and there's been some sort of confusion about what they want to eat? Mm. <laughs> like, please, anything but broad beans. <laughs> We've had our fill, as you can see. Um, so, yes, brother dies. They start feeding the girl food that isn't green mm. and she loses her green pallor. Mm. And she eventually starts to learn English where she explains that they are from St. Martin's land. A land where the sun never shone and the light was like twilight. Uh, they could not account for their arrival in Woolpit. They'd been doing a bit of cattle herding when they heard a loud noise. And suddenly found themselves by the wolf by the wolf pit where they got found. They just got transported. Mm. Like a portal, potentially. Yeah. But he narnied themselves. Mm. What happened to the herd, I wonder? Mm. So yeah, she um she doesn't eventually get married, but uh before that she gets a bit of a reputation, apparently. For for being wanton. Oh, I know I did read that, yeah. This is just an unnecessary detail. To record, I think. Um, I would say it's not very woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. surely you should be allowed to sneak a few kisses without it being record, without your wantonness being recorded yeah. hundreds of years later. We can't remember who the king is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we know this chick was bloody easy. <laughs> Yeah, historians need to work out their priorities. <laughs> King, I don't give a fuck who, but <laughs> goddamn this girl. Um, and that's kind of about all the story that we know about them, right? Yeah. Like other other than the theories that, you know, yeah. no one's really like, you know, they had kids and we can trace their lineage back. You know, like the... Who was the mother Shipton? Yeah. Like, was it her that lived in the cave? Yeah. Yeah. So we could, you know, they could trace her lineage back pretty easily. Yeah. 
Bloody rain out there. Yeah, it's soggy. Mm. Um, whereas this one, I don't know, it's so long ago. Yeah. And then it wasn't mentioned for 300 years and someone's like, oh, yeah, this thing happened. So I wonder if these kids had just got lost when they were very young and lived in a cave where it was dark mm. and their skin had just gotten covered in like mildew. <laughs> they just got a bit moldy. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Um, no. But like that would explain the language that no one can understand because that, that happens. Maybe they were raised by wolves in a cave. Mm. That's why they were at the wolf pit. Yeah, it makes a lot of They're sense. like, fuck, we've lost out in this bright world. Oh, hang on, there's one of our cousins down in that pit munging on a fucking dead cow. He's got it, he's got it good down there. <laughs> yeah, and what they actually were talking was wolf. Mm. Um, Cam looks very doubtful about my theory. No, Can I just say, it's probably just as likely as any of the other theories. Well, yeah, the other theories are just uh, a, bit, a bit silly. The main one is they're Flemish, and the language was Flemish. All right. Um, yeah, famously cooked language. Yeah. Where are Flemish people from? It's Belgium. Belgium. Top yeah. of Belgium up there. Yeah. Um, but, and I think there was some sort of Flemish migration and movement happening around that time. Mm. But uh, historians have pointed out that people had met Flemish people that were, you know, that wasn't that crazy. Mm. And so people would have, someone in this township would have gone, nah, that's... That's, a, that's just a phlegm. That's, yeah. that's Flemish green. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, that Flem was, famously green yeah. yeah that wasn't a phlegm joke I'm sorry Maybe they just found them after they'd had a particularly horrific cold And they were just covered in snot <laughs> They'd just been mowing the lawns on a damp day Yeah <laughs> they get kidnapped by a villager He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> flocked with grass <laughs> um, So yeah Flemish was one theory Which uh, I think most people think is a little bit unlikely Yep Ergot, you mentioned. Ergot is one where it was a, a mass hallu- hallucination. Everyone's just off their faces on Ergot. Yeah. Yeah. And these poor little kids are like, we're not green. <laughs> Feed us normal food. <laughs> um, there are a couple. <laughs> Shut up, snot face. Eat those beans. Oh. There are a couple of. Um, so green people is, is part of a lot of stories in, in uh, English mythology around there. Um, there was Green Man who was representing the changing uh, from pagan religions to Christian religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Roman tradition, which was then adopted in English, of giving beans and peas to the dead. Um, I don't know why they did that, but that's right. maybe like an offering to the dead. Um, so, yeah. the It was a Christian village, and the, oh, yeah, the all the accounts we have are, are by priests. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are like, well, it's probably like a little... Allegory that they can use in their sermon. Yeah. To teach what lesson, Father? I don't know. Steal, steal kids. The <laughs> Christians have been doing it for a long time. Like, if all you do is feed your kid beans, one of them's <laughs> going to die. Um, then someone. Uh, He's got a whole book of effing stories. So someone to else. Teach lessons with. Someone suggests that uh, William of Newburgh uh, hated the Welsh. Uh, and so he basically made it a, a racial difference as like a little reference to the Welsh, these right. weirdos that speak a weird language. Uh, look out, look, you know, we need to just bring them in and like feed them up and then they'll become first a little bit slutty. Yeah. And then eventually English. settle down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's keep the slutty part in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
let's get her energy back up. She's going to need it. Uh, so uh, William um, has been called by a historian as uh, full of gushing and untrammeled lying. Uh, the history offers accounts of previous kings and kingdoms of racial identities, whereas William's England is one of all, all peoples are either assimilated or pushed to the boundaries. Uh, so according to this historian, it represents dual intrusion into William's unified vision of England. Bloody blade, blah. blah, blah. Yeah. Hey, blah. William. I know it's 1100 or whatever. Punch up, mate. Yeah, don't punch down. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, don't punch down. Why does everyone have to be separated? Um, so there, so there's racist get, theories. Get, get cancelled. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, but there's also some good theories, or some more less cooked theories. Yeah, Hollow well, Earth. Um, yeah, Hollow Earth. <laughs> less cooked, certainly less cooked. Agatha was the uh, is the name given to sort of the alleged colony under under the Earth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I watched a video of someone comparing the the poles. Um, like we can't, we've never. Like we can't, we're not allowed to fly over Antarctica, and satellites don't ever fly Antarctica over either of the poles. Why is that? Because they're hiding the hollow Earth entrances. Why, why is that though? Uh, just because it's not convenient at all. Yeah, yeah, they do, and it's kind of not good, so they don't. Like, yeah. but you, people do it frequently. I think yeah. there are commercial airliners that do. Yeah, um, and then they showed pictures of uh, you know how Jupiter has the the swirly gas. Yeah, and at the top it looks like a hole. Mm. Um, it's not. It's just the way the gas is swirling. Well, it's a hole in the gas. Yeah. It's not a hole into the planet. No. And this person's like, you know, other planets have these entrances. Yeah. Maybe we do. And it's like, well, they, well, they don't. Other planets, you've got one example. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a good one because it's not true. <laughs> it's just gas. Dude, you could go through any bit of it, couldn't you? Do planes fly over the magnetic poles? Yeah. I I think um, there was there were problems historically with doing that yeah. with the instruments. instruments. But in modern times, that's like accounted for. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, no worries. But yeah, that is one. I, and I think historically, they didn't do it. They don't need to do it now. So they don't. Yeah. Because um, I would assume the plane would go north is this way. What the fuck? It's now the other way. We are going all over. Um, the. You know, oh, yeah. So then the same person was saying that Aurora Borealis. Mm hmm. Is being generated from the, the light coming out of these places, right? So aurora borealis isn't a, um, you know, it's not surface. It's being generated out of the poles, right. blasting it, blasting its light. Yeah. Hey, turn the lights down. The Earthies can see us. Is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just light spill from the hollow Earth. Yeah, yeah, Agatha. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and so this this wolf pit that dug inadvertently into a little entrance and then these kids were wandering along oh, ah, oh now we're in earth what happened yeah. i uh, guess if you're in the village that's so enthusiastic about wolf pits that you've named your town after them mm. there's a possibility that maybe you did dig a couple of them a little bit too deep yeah so you're just loving the digging so much yeah yeah um so you slight sidetrack. I was talking to a brewer this week who made a space beer. Welcome right. to Ale of a Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically they sent some NASA. He worked with NASA and they, they did little yeast captures up in the up in 
the uh, atmosphere. Have you yeah. been taken for a massive ride? No. This doesn't sound no, right. That's, yeah, right. I completely agree. And <laughs> so, um, but then he showed me a photo that the pilot of this little little rockety thing that mm. was, you know, on, along the stratosphere took while he was capturing the yeast and the northern lights are behind him. So he's like a selfie. The dude's in a fucking space suit. Northern yeah. lights are behind him. Futuristic as shit. Awesome photo. That's cool. Yeah. You got yeast from space? Yeah. No, I don't think so, a Luke Robertson. When you say capturing yeast, mm-hmm. does it, was he shoving a little container out in the air, scooping it up, or did they just take yeast up with them? No. They, Why is the yeast Where do you get yeast space? at the stratosphere? So they, they did it. Um, Fucking yeasty in, stratosphere. In, in places where there was dense clouds and everything, and then sort of set a capture over sort of di- distance, basically trying to get whatever's there and then isolating the immediately, yeast. taking it back to Earth. Okay, can I just, can we go one step back? Yeah. What the fuck is yeast? Yeast is everywhere. Yeast, is it? Yeah. Well, you're, right now you're dripping well, with yeast. <laughs> I know what I'm around. You're there's, dripping mate, with yeast. There's a cream for that. <laughs> no, yeast is on everything. Right. Is y- it? Y- yeah, yeah, 100%. How do you think, so I make sourdough, I've never added yeast to it. I use the air to, to ferment. To capture that yeast. No, you, you get a little packet of yeast. I don't. I didn't. So you, and you can create the right conditions for that yeast to grow. So like if it's just hanging out in your hand, it's not going to grow into anything. But if you put it into a, isolate it and then you. Uh, isolate what? Your hand? The yeast. Like the bacteria. Right. So you take all the bacteria, what's on your hand, find the little yeast strains amongst the whatever strains you've got elsewhere. I feel that you don't have the technology to do that in this house. No, but so creating the right conditions for that yeast to grow. So like they didn't, they didn't. Take that yeast and just did what I do in my house to, to make bread. They did it scientifically. Right. But to make bread, you basically need to create the right conditions for particular right. types of yeast and bacteria. And what are the right conditions? Uh, you just basically got to feed feed it over a period of time, give the that the food that those yeast like. What do yeast like? Carbohydrates and sugar. Right. Yeast and bacteria. Well, so, so sourdough is not very bloody keto friendly, are they? <laughs> so, sourdough is a mixture of lactobacillus and, and natural yeast as well, right. which help it rise and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, creating the right conditions. Have you learned nothing from the eats and drinks ferment episodes? No. Well, I okay. I get the hey, let's put some vegetables in a jar with salt and shit and just let it go funky. <laughs> yeah. So there's you have to get the right amount of salt. Yeah. To get the right. Fun bacteria, yeah, to, to work to work. Yeah. So if you're isolating yeast, I get that, but I don't understand. It, you just go, Here's my hand, yeast, <laughs> yeast everywhere. I don't know, I don't know what I was like, like how else I can. Right, so it's yeast everywhere. Hand. What is the yeast doing in the stratosphere? Just being normal yeast, yeah. He's like, in space, so they're like, What if, what is you know, if there's any yeast living up there on any sort of particles, can we, can we get it? Yeah, can we get it? How do they know when, they, when they're like, oh, let's feed this yeast, that they're not just feeding some normal earthbound yeast that's snuck in? So they did DNA sequencing on it, and there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no other yeast that, that was similar um, that they found. And it's also, they found it's working under different conditions quite interestingly. We all suggested, hey, this Don't, is how fucking uh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a joke, we tried the beer that they made with it, and there was a joke of like, are we all pregnant now? Right. Was it any good? Yeah, it was good. It was was the joke any good? Did he get a laugh? Yeah, I got a bit of a laugh. Yeah. All right, so performed better than it did here. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my Aurora Borealis. Sorry from the week. Right. 
You guys are just not, you're stuck on the yeast thing. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you're I, like, like, I'm not covered in yeast. I feel like I'm sort of okay with yeast, but I'm not okay with people getting it from space. Just scooping it up from space. How, where do you think yeast came from before we had packet yeast? How do you think? I don't know some sort of ground up plant matter. Are you how far back do you are you going? Are you is this your justification of yeast or is this your justification of space yeast? Uh, Who made breakfast? Yeast Egyptians. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, they, it wasn't until like Louis Pasteur that like people knew kind of what yeast was. Yeah. But he was the first to go. Oh, okay. This is what it is. Okay. Like people had been reusing yeast, and there's words for it. But then that was like eighteen. 19th century, yeah, however okay. that system right. works. Right. <laughs> no, I got it wrong. I did get it wrong at the start, by the way. Yeah, I thought I, you went, did. I went the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, it shits me because, <laughs> like, the reason I was even thinking about it was because I was listening to someone talking about, like, the 18th century before and they're like, in the 1800s, I was like, that's annoying. Mm. And now I've done. All right. So, so we're actually talking about the 13th century. We're talking about, we're talking, we're, century. We're talking about the 12th century, which is like the 1100s. Right. Mm. So, Again, it would have been so much simpler to just fucking normalise it <laughs> in the year 2000. Yeah. I'm some, okay with normal yeast. There's some Let's net. yeet this yeast conversation. Yep. I'm not okay with them taking the space yeast and doing things with it and leave the space yeast in space. They are, They did a lot of tests to make sure that it was nothing that was going to cook us. I'm like this cooked 12th century English writer. Yeah. I say, let's keep, let's keep things separate. Let's keep earth yeast <laughs> and space yeast separate. Oh, you are old. Okay. <laughs> That's where you were going with that joke. Uh, so yeah, I think that's all the stuff I had about these. There was also uh, alien theories that they were transported here by a malfunction of a transmatter teleporter. And then there were a little alien kids. Mm. You come across that? Mm. Oh, I did. But remind me, I've got to find it now. I don't know if there's a huge amount to it. The green because they're aliens. little green men. <laughs> yeah, I think that was basically it. There was, someone did have a lot of uh, technical, like, oh, it was a transmatter, <laughs> transmogrifier. Yeah, so uh, in 1996, so it is a, a new cooked, cookedman. Yep, tail, tail end of the 20th century. So, uh, see, this is published in the magazine Analog, which is speculative fiction, isn't it? Oh. It's a spec fiction. Is it Analog? Thing. Sounds like just normal science. It sounds like the name of a really great synth mag. Mm. I, I would subscribe to Analog the Synth Mag. Are there synth mags? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a magazine for everything, Robbo. Mm. Everything. Uh, so this is <laughs> an astronomer, Duncan Lunan. He's made that name up to be a space-sounding man. Uh, hypothesized that the children were accidentally transported to Woolpit from their home planet as a result of a matter transmitter malfunction. Uh, he suggests that the planet from where they were expelled may be trapped in a synchronous orbit around the sun or its sun, meaning that they lived in like a zone that was halfway between the side that's always sunny, mm. where they probably have a sitcom always sunny on this side of the planet, <laughs> and the dark side where they just have all this like 70s prog rock playing all the time. They lived somewhere in the twilight area of the planet. Ah. The perfect mix of sitcom and prog. Yeah. yeah. So he explains that their green color could have been a side effect of eating the alien plant life on their planet. Yeah. In okay. the same way that eating carrots or whatever 
turns you whatever yeah. color. And yeah. when they arrive here, they're like, what's the closest thing to our cooked alien plants? Yeah, probably these raw beans. Yeah, raw mm. beans. And then next minute, like, oh, no, that was not what we should have been eating. No. Now my brother's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm free to do what I like. I am up for it. <laughs> um, it's disappointing to hear that it was that astronomer that came up with that because he's also like the one that did the most research that makes it sound like it could have been real because he like yeah. traced that uh, the girl ended up marrying, like she ended up being a servant in some household and she right. married some royal uh, bloke. Not, mm. a, like, not a, a royal, but like someone a who- duke worked. or something? No, nah, just someone who like worked- a royal official. Okay. I'm looking for. Yeah, and he's right. like, and her name was, it seems like her name was Agnes. And so, or Agnes. And so that's like the most real sounding mm. bit of it. Mm. But that's the same guy that is like, from a synchronous orbit, mm. from the, the dark dimension. Mm. Back in the 1600s, so the 17th century, a uh, bloke called Robert Burton. Just a completely fucked system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a system that it will note was come up with by what? racist people. It's a math system. When did they come right? up with that, right? Like like in the year zero. They started deciding, oh, let's call it the third century or whatever, like in the year 400 or whatever, right? Uh, did they? I guess. At, at some point. But it's a mathematical thing. like Yeah, but whoever came up with it. No one came up with it. It's just how numbers yeah, work. When did they? When did they go? Okay, it's year zero. I can comfortably zero AD. I'm yeah. quite comfortable. He's dead. Let's start. He's dead. <laughs> go. I am quite comfortable cancelling as racist to the people that came up with this. Well, I don't know who came up with it. They would have been racist. Yeah, for the, that's no doubt. It was the time, but they were. So let's just say, let's put this racist and misogynist. Shit in the past. Whoa. Are you cancelling <laughs> the passing of time measured in centuries? I'm saying, is it a coincidence that the people that came out with this were racist and sexist? <laughs> yes. That, does that? But does that mean that it's right to continue with this cooked system that confuses people? <laughs> does that mean that when you're born, you should be one? That's how they do it in Korea, where they have much faster internet, is my understanding. They do. I've uh, been to Korea. That is some quick internet. So when you're born, you're one, and then at your first birthday, you're two? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They have a system. Korean- Let's say you're suggesting we should be doing the year system, right? Yeah. Also, I would say just in support of Korea, a country that was like, didn't just go, oh, let's fry some chicken and leave it at that. They kept on working on it. And they improved it. Unlike other cultures where they're like, oh, let's just put it in some oil done for the next hundred years. No, I think Korean fried chicken is really simple. I don't think they've evolved it. They have. It's all sauces and things. Oh, yeah. But, like, at its roots, there's not even really that many sauces. Well, it's oh, it's still more advanced than in Kentucky. Oh, you're really insulting people who are very proud of their fried Let's chicken. Let's just put a couple yeah. of herbs and spices together. You, uh, mate, another couple. Race. Oh, actually, famously, yeah. not a racist <laughs> a couple. Yeah, not a racist a couple. Yeah, right. Hello. Eleven. All right. And the the whole culture around fried chicken in the US is very interesting, and they use many spices in many places. All right. So, so you're anti-Korean then? No, I love like, Korean. Let, let's mash part two. That's what you want. You're like, we, we need more mash. Look, any any country <laughs> that that believes if you have a fan on in a closed room, you're going to suffocate. And like the whole culture. Oh, is don't write that off so quickly. That could be an episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, is I don't, that a I thing don't trust in Korea? 
Yeah, they, they think um, there's a whole like controversy. Urban legend. Yeah, around. Why? They call it Korean fan death. Because uh, it sucks well, they, all the, they call it fan death. Yeah. It's like in Brazil, they don't call them Brazil nuts. nuts. They just call them nuts. Hey, a little, little <laughs> joke for you, a little current gear. Never heard that one before. Uh, so it sucks all the air out of the room somehow and leaves you just with what you're expelling, the carbon monoxide or whatever. Yeah, like how a fan works. Anyway, what were we talking about? But it doesn't. It just moves it around the room. Yeah. But it's quite a big thing in Korea. I think they had like public PSAs of like, hey, it doesn't actually kill you. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. Okay. So never trust a Korean. I'm sorry, my <laughs> Korean friends. Let's jump back to the 1620s. Yeah. Uh, where Robert Burton wrote The Anatomy of Melancholy. And in that, he suggested that the green children fell from heaven. An idea that was picked up by Francis Godwin, a historian and bishop in Hereford. Oh, yeah, right. So the bishop's like, oh, heaven's real. This well, this backs up my story. This bishop <laughs> wrote some speculative fiction called The Man in the Moon. Moon, moon spelled M-O-O-N-E, as they spelled things in the old E times. Lame. Uh which was published after his death. Oh, yeah. But he also was like, yeah, these green kids, bloody from the moon. Yeah, what yeah. Do, do we think, okay, what are our theories? Did this happen? Did it not happen? If it happened, where were they from? Uh, um, you know what? Some some kids, maybe some immigrant kids got lost and found in a town and I don't know where the green shit comes from. Maybe they just had mud on them. Hmm. I don't know. It's... If you're the town where you're like we're named after a hole in the ground with a dead cow in it, and that's for some reason we're so into that that we've named our town after that. Mm. I don't know. I don't trust you with identifying the Flemish. Mm. I I don't think this probably happened. No, 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 it didn't happen. Mm. And if it did, it's just what Soldy said. Some kids but got lost. And well done to us for not saying that it didn't happen until after we talked about it. Oh, I think I, I said it right yeah, at the start. Both, I think we both yeah. were like, this is another one of those things that never happened. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. You said it, I think. Uh, well. no, I think it was me. Right, let's talk about. Oh, sorry. Oh, you go. No, you go. All right, right. let's talk about about, black-eyed children. Okay, let's talk about the black-eyed children. You know, before I said there was like a cooked cop, I was wrong. It's not a cop. There was a reporter. Mm. I was wondering where you got your cop. I don't know. Well, because I can. I was thinking about you know institutions that are held in high regard. And I guess I was thinking about what you might hold in Arakan, which is cops. Hey, oh! It was such a love of. It was a weird roundabout attempt at a zinger on me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about institutions that are generally considered to be somewhat credible, Brian, despite all evidence to the contrary. Brian Bethel. Yeah, he was uh, a reporter. He was a reporter. Um, but he's also written a lot of UFO. Oh, here we go. Just save it to the end. <laughs> save that to the end. All right. I mean, yeah, okay. Brian Bethel, reporter. Reports the news, the hard facts. And did a lot of newsletter stuff around UFOs and, and supernatural stuff on the early internet. But on the K 
case of getting the news out, <laughs> the daily news, <laughs> just a reporter that reports the hard facts. So in Who, 19- what, where, when, why and how. Have we all been smashing Google on the Wi-Fi? Because I just got an alert saying, <laughs> our systems have detected unusual traffic from your computer network. Really? Yeah, when I just Googled something. That seems unlikely. Maybe you Googled something that was too extreme. Black-eyed children. That doesn't sound like a... It's asking me to bloody chuck in a... It's asking to identify a bus. Say I'm not a robot. That's crazy. And it's google.com slash sorry. (laughs) Slash. Yeah, I get that sometimes when I'm doing a lot of Googling. Um, So basically he was saying, he he claims Mm. that in 1996... Or 1997. Yeah. Um, I couldn't... The date seemed a little bit skewed. I think it must be 1997. At least he's got it slightly more nailed down than the people from the last story. (laughs) Um, There was some... As we'd expect from a reporter of the hard news. He was near a cinema um, and he was... And at the time Mortal Kombat was playing. Uh, I'm assuming Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which came out in 1997. Well, then how can we not have it nailed down to the exact year? Well, I... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It must be 1997. It must or it could been. have been 1996 and it was the first Mortal Kombat that predates Annihilation, 1995. Right. So it might have still been playing. Still be playing, yeah. But it wouldn't have still been playing. Movies took a long time to get around back then. They did. This is true. I saw a, a thread about this on Twitter, actually, just the other day. Mm. Someone talking about, you know, the, they were in some Facebook group with all these cinema owners mm. reminiscing about the olden days when, you know, things would be in the theatres for like a year. Mm. And they wanted to go back to those days. And this person was like, no, the ship has sailed. Mm. You're, you're fools. They are fools. And they're all angry about Martin Scorsese oh, okay. and his Netflix movie. I saw some cinema chain was coming out saying they're going to boycott Scorsese's movie or something. Right, is that because of the movie or because he doesn't like Marvel things? Probably because of his opinions on Marvel movies. I think, no, I think it was more about the Netflix thing. Okay, well, I don't actually know. Anyway. Is it because he made a movie on Netflix, but then he was probably at some stage in the last five years, Netflix isn't film? No, I think you it's- You can't get an Oscar for a Netflix movie if it hasn't been in the movies. Well, mm. no, that's the that's the thing. That's why they're putting it out of the cinema. But I think some cinemas are like, no, if you want to put a movie out, you've got to put it out properly. All right. I think the cinemas are the ones in the wrong, maybe. Mm. Hey, maybe you should stop charging so much for popcorn. Popcorn's quite expensive. Mm. At a cinema. Yeah, unreasonably expensive. Yeah. Everything at a cinema is unreasonably expensive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway um, so Mortal Kombat was playing in the cinema. Yeah, these kids come up to him. Two kids come up to his car. One dark-haired, kind of swarthy-looking. The other pale. Swarthy. Swarthy isn't a slur. It's a descriptor. Okay. Look it up. Yeah. I use swarthy sometimes in conversation. Be like, oh my god, you can't say that. It's fine. Wait, how many thousand people telling you not to say swarthy? Uh, I mean, you. When I think of the word swarthy, I think like dress like a swashbuckler. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they were kind of swarthy because they were quite... Dramatic looking. Yeah. Uh, maybe just take it out of rotation. But Tan anyway. Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, right, it's a racial thing. I like, thought it just well, meant no, dressed in descri- fancy clothes. It's a description of skin colour, but like olive skin. Take it out and of And dark the, hair. Take oh, it well, out I'm, of the mix, Robo. I would never have thought that's what you were saying. I would have thought you meant they just had like a full I knew what he was on. saying. Yeah, because... Yeah, because Cam's a massive racist. <laughs> He knows all the racial slurs. I'm um, just like innocent fucking fucking good boy over here. One so of them was two, pale. Two kids come up. One of them's pale. One of them seems to be of the East. <laughs> east. 
<laughs> uh, and they a child like, of the Orient. They're like approach. We, we lift our, olive though. We left our money at home. Yeah, and we left all of our dinars back at. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, we left all of our money at home. We need a lift to get home. Mm. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, um, we, like, we want to see Mortal Kombat. And he's like, well, I know that Mortal Kombat. I have a weirdly specific knowledge of the film times, and I know that it's already an hour in of the last right. showing. Yeah. So you're too late, kids. Yeah. Something is a miss. Wait, had he been to the theatre? It's not clear. I can't remember. Right. All right. Um, and they're like, nah, it's cool. Just just let us in. We're just, we're just innocent little kids, I think yeah. apparently was what they say, say to him. And he, he goes, did they go, get over here. <laughs> and then he was like, you've already seen this, mate. <laughs> um, and they, one of them was like going for the locks on the door. Which I don't really make, doesn't really make sense to me because locks are on the inside. But yeah. anyway. Maybe his window was down. Oh, yeah, it must be. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, and he's like, nah, this is something. Down, but the door's locked. Something yeah. is, a, yeah, something's amiss here. So they punched him in the face, and that's how we got black-eyed children. <laughs> something is amiss when a, someone's reaching for the lock. Yeah, yeah, something is amiss. And then he looks into their eyes, and they are pitch black. Were either of the Mortal Kombat films so popular that you would like rob someone to see them? I don't think so. I mean, Annihilation was pretty big. I think there was, there was a fair bit of hype about the first one because hmm. it was like, oh, famously overhyped, hmm. like apples. One of the one had a good. One of them had a, a pretty fun soundtrack. Had a lot of first like, one had a good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like early hard industrial techno. Yeah, or nineties hard. Did that have some like techno metal mashups? Yeah, Fear was, Factory was on there. Yeah, I think there was a Napalm Death in the mix. Right, good stuff. Good gear. Mm. Um, and so yeah, he started telling people about this. Hey, I, I saw these. Black-eyed children and other people are like, yeah, I've seen these. Yeah, so when you say he started telling people, he started telling other nerds on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't write this in the and, newspaper of record, the journal. No, and now it's become, I guess, uh, a thing. People are like, yeah, these these kids are out there. Then uh, apparently they'll knock on your door mm. and they'll be like, let us in. Yeah, right. Quite often though, it seems to be in cars. Yeah. You come up to your car in certain spots around America. Uh, and I found some in the UK as well. Um, so his was the first account. There was another guy in the UK. Um, let me just bring it up. Um, someone, oh, I don't think I noted it down, um, said that their, their grandma had always talked about seeing them in like the 80s. But that account came after Brian Bethel's account. Okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard about this. Someone said it in the 80s. It's like, well, you should have... Told people in the 80s. Now Bethel's getting all the glory. Yeah. I saw a few people talking about uh, like f- some forests in the UK. Yeah. Where they've been spotted. There's in fact, there's some footage. Yeah. Did you watch the footage? Yeah. I watched a bunch of different footages. Uh, so this is Black Eyed Child of Cannock Chase uh, in Staffordshire where um, Raymond Leslie Morris murdered seven-year-old Christian Darby in 1967. Uh, he was also a prime suspect of other two other girls in the area, and ever since, it is believed their souls have haunted the woods in this in the beauty spot. So the, the Daily Mail, they have low, you know, it's a mm. bloody forest. It's not that beautiful. The English ones come to rise after there was like a sighting written about it, a paper right at a pub, a mm. haunted pub, yeah, yeah. Year, I think. Um, they were like, "Whoa, so these black-eyed children!" They put it in the paper, and then suddenly everyone's seeing them. Yeah. So did you watch the footage? I did watch the footage. Um, it was, there was a thing in the far distance yeah. that looked 
somewhat like a light somewhere. I would say that if you're going to have footage of the black-eyed children, one thing you want to capture in that footage is at least someone's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shape of a person in some way, yeah. not just a sort of a smudge in the distance. I would also suggest if you're going to take footage of the black-eyed children, don't get close enough that they can get you. No. Well, we don't know what they do when they do get us. Like give you some treats. Yeah, as far as we know, no one's ever been got. Yeah. Well, no. Whoa, you've been got by the black-eyed children. <laughs> Have some licorice. <laughs> oh, delicious. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, I saw one video where they're like, we don't know what happens because no one who's been gotten by them has survived. It's like, but then you don't know. The footage, though, that I saw there was... It's like Cam's gone from sleepy, <laughs> sleepy no energy to high energy... To anger. There's three <laughs> Confused bits, anger. Confused <laughs> anger. There was three bits of footage on the Daily Mail. One of them was like a far, far off, like, it was like the forest. Yeah. yeah. And there was like some sort of like vague shape that maybe could have been a person or could have been a black eyed child or could have been a person. It could have just been a person it could standing have, there. It could have, to be honest, been a bunny in the distance. There was like, another bit of drone footage of like a forest or something. Mm. And there was a per- there was clearly was a person. This could just be a person. It's just I, a person. I didn't see that, but I've seen a lot of drone footage of people running in and out of forests. And like, oh, it's a mythical creature. Yeah. Like, people are allowed to be in the world mm. standing. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. And not accused of being a black-eyed child. And there was another bit of footage where it was like, at the site of this grisly traffic accident, black-eyed child spotted. And it's like some footage from a car wreck. And then in just one, they have to slow it down. And in one frame, you can see someone standing behind it. It's like sometimes the car wrecks, people stand. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's probably bloody Jeff lending a hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, All those footage in the wilderness by drones and stuff as well. If it's in the UK, you know, people in the UK famously just ramble mm. where they go out and just walk across fields. Someone yeah. might have just been rambling, walked out, heard in the sky. We're like, I oh, fuck his drones. No, I don't want to be filmed by a drone. I'll just yeah. go back in the trees. Yeah. Well, it's also, it seems to me somewhat predicated on the notion that if you're taking drone footage of a forest, that there's not supposed to be anyone around. Mm. But we know there's at least one person around, the drone operator. Mm. A debunked. Um, so I don't know if you guys found <laughs> when, when recently. Sorry, when I was in the UK just recently- Went to this place called near Glencoe, which was so amazingly scenic. I'm standing there, like looking out over this amazing water, and there's all this like slate rock formations and mountains. And I'm it's going, oh man, this is so nice. Standing here in Scotland, it's you know, beautiful. And I look over to my right, and there's some bloke with this huge high-tech suitcase, whips on his like VR goggles. <laughs> Flies up a drone, <laughs> starts flying it out over the water. So he's standing there with his massive like drone goggles on, yeah. and that's how he's taking in the <laughs> the beauty of the, the, where he is. Just flies a drone out over the water. While he's doing that, some other tourist just walks right up to him, like thirty centimeters from his face, and starts taking photos of him. <laughs> he's just got no clue. He's just standing that's there. Great. This woman's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in, dickhead. Uh, <laughs> he did get sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> the worst way to be. Um, so I don't know if you guys noticed when researching this one, um, but I pretty much all the YouTube videos I came across 
were vloggers doing to camera. We've got a spooky story today. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of them. Some yeah. of them get a lot of hits. Some of them don't get so many hits. Um, but I found one. It was a, a lady and she was talking about another YouTuber uh, who was going to a part of LA where they've seen, there's been sightings of these things. And she's like, you know, he's going out to this part and, uh, you know, he told me he was doing it. And I'm like, bitch, better not die. <laughs> um, Did they die? And then, then she's like, you know, if he invites these black eyed children to his car, he's going to be dead. He's going to be so cancelled. <laughs> like, like I think it's, she's got a clear mandate to in her mind like I'm gonna you know zhoosh this shit up a bit yeah with some like current buzzwords bitch better not die yeah. uh, he didn't die I saw his vlog it was boring it's a good right. catchphrase bitch better not die I, I watched that one I also watched one where some um I'll say this some swarthy young men uh went, oh <laughs> went out to, to a spot where uh some black-eyed kids had been spotted. They were doing a haunting vlog. And then uh, at some point, someone just ran out of the bushes wearing like a sheet on their head. Mm. <laughs> and they tried to make it still feel real. Right. Did the person run out with a sheet on their head and they're like, ah, they're like, ah, oh, wait a minute, you're only swarthy. Um, I will just note. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> small correction on the swarthy thing. Yeah. Brian Bethel described the kid as suave oh. and olive-skinned. Okay. Which I would say- Which is a little bit more racist, right? See, even suave, I think, is just fancy, right? I'd say suave has it's, some sort of connotation. Yeah, I think not it does. the same connotation as swarthy. No, I think Maybe it has you more. Can, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I'd say suave is like the Fonz. No, but if you say suave yeah. and with olive skin, uh-huh. you're painting a picture it's of- It's a Greek Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> he was suave, olive skinned and curly headed, and the other one was red headed, pale skinned and freckled. I think he's just- He's just painting a picture as a reporter, his job. <laughs> painting a picture that, uh, wait, they'd come to see the premiere of Mortal Kombat. Oh, is it the premiere? The theater. That doesn't seem right. Well, you wouldn't be so late. It's, well, it's strange that Mortal Kombat is so pivotal to the story. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, if he was in the premiere, he would have been in it. But he was just going about his business around the movie. But it can't be the, it can't have been the first Mortal Kombat film. Oh, okay. So it would have been 1997. Yeah, it has to have yeah. been 1997, which then raises the question, why is there so much ambiguity about the date when um, we have this strict thing? When did Mortal Kombat Unleashed or whatever it's called premiere? Sometimes they have a premiere a lot earlier. Oh, maybe... Uh, Preview screening? Yeah. Could they just mean by premiere it's the first showing of the evening? Maybe. No. No, 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 no. Right. You, you wouldn't use that. No. Um, you, I don't know if I would why, describe yeah, a young man as suave. Why is Mortal Kombat... Are there any characters in Mortal Kombat that have black eyes? Mm, uh, no, not that I can think Wouldn't of. be... Like, it wouldn't be out of the... Cause um, I, like, I, I was thinking of, of this... Because, you know, it started in the 90s, obviously. And, like, it, my first thought was Black Hole Sun. And I looked at that video clip and no one has black eyes. But I was like, I feel like there was a corn video... I feel like that wouldn't be out of the realm of, oh, of that era of new metal. Didn't the dude from Limp Biscuit, the guitarist, have big black contacts they in? Did. Were they? What year did they get big? It was a little Sometime bit later, wasn't it? Sometime in the nineties. I think it was a little bit later. They're fucking doing it all for the nookie, mate. So, one of the things that happens in the Bethel 
situation is something that I think is sort of repeated across a lot of the stories, which is that the kids are very unconvincing. Mm. There's like one of the things that people note is, oh, when they're approached by black eye, these black eyed children, that they are overcome by a sense of fear or, you know, dread. Mm. But also the kids are not in any way convincing or uh, you know, charismatic. So in the Bethel thing, one of the kids is like, it's okay, man, we don't have a gun. Mm. It's not like we've got a gun or anything. Mm. We don't have a gun, so don't worry. Just take us to see Mortal Kombat. No, take us home so we can get our money to go. All right. Don't emphasize that you don't have a gun. Stop bringing guns into the whole situation. Um, I will note that a $3 bill, y'all, dollar sign at the end. So y'all's probably. That was that first big thing, right? Yeah, that was July 1st, 1997. Okay. Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out after that. Right. Do we think old Brian Bethel had been smashing some ergot? Yeah. Watched some Limbiscuit, played some Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, tripped out, invented the story. He did describe the eyes as soulless orbs, like two great swathes of starless night. Mm-hmm. Too many words in this shit that sound the same. Yeah. Swarthy, suave, slaves. Well, he never said swarthy. That's you. Yeah, that's on me. Take it out of rotation. <laughs> um, How are you spelling that? Swarthy? Yeah. S-W-A-R-T-H-Y. I can nailed it, but still. Well, it's my job to take it out my of words, mix. buddy. Anyway, um, some of the other stories are like when they approach people's houses and they'll come to the door and they ask to be let in. But in these stories, they, they're, like, emphasising that they cannot be let in without an invitation. Yeah, vampire rules. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you're a vampire and you're trying to get into a house, cool Draculas aren't going around. Dracula suave, I would say. Draculas aren't going around saying, mm, just let me in because I cannot be let in without an invitation. Mm. They play it cool. Yeah. Hey, can I just come and use your phone? Oh, yeah. what? Well, use the toilet, bro. Can, oh, I, can I see your blood collection? You got one of those? No, nah, well, I mean, you've got to be a little tricky. Mm. You can't be as dumb as that. Because you've got to, you do need. Well, what if you find a house from someone who's famous for their blood collection? They're like, oh, finally, someone's come to see it. You do need the explicit invitation, though. So you've got to phrase it in a way where they respond with, come on in. Yeah. Remind me off mic to tell you a story. Oh, hello. But these kids are like, let us in, but you have to say let us in. Right. They're really playing their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Too openly. Also, the eyes. Yeah, you get... Like, if you're a demon who can only... Like, there has to be some sort of magic rules here if they can't come and cross a threshold without Mm. permission. Mm. Yeah. Which seems like demons to me. Because mm-hmm. I've seen some people saying, oh, extraterrestrials maybe, famously cooked eyes. No, mm. aliens can go wherever they like. Mm. So it has to be demons. Or vampires. Yeah, which are demons in a way. Are they? I would say that that's not an unsupported suggestion. Yeah, I think they're in the mix of being demonic. But I also think they can be in the mix of just being a, their own thing as well. Yeah. yeah, and they could just have OCD. Where they need to be let in. Yeah. So it's either something with demonic magical properties where they can't cross the threshold without permission or it's someone with OCD who can't cross the threshold without permission because of mental health issues. Right. But 
Chuck some sunnies on yeah. so you can't see your eyes. Cover, cover up your eyes and don't go on about it. Well, well, it's nighttime. I'm, you're on my doorstep at night. Why are you wearing sunnies? And these, these kids just like, because I'm cool AF. Yeah. Hey, we just burned one down and now we've got the munchies. Let us in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brian Bethel in the 2000s was writing a column about this, this whole thing right. in a newspaper because um, he was a journalist. Yeah. Uh, and he says in this column, near as I can figure, this happened in 1996. I've managed to, to pin the date down that far. I feel like it happened in the spring or summer since I remember wearing a pair of shorts, but one of my great regrets is not recording the actual date of the event. So we know that Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out in November of... 97. 97. He wouldn't have been wearing shorts. That's not spring or summertime in, in America. Mm-hmm. He would have had some very cold legs. Get fucking belling-catted, Brian Bethel. He would have had some very cold legs. And why can he remember the movie... But, like, I don't know when it was. Mortal Kombat was out. It was a heady time for all of us. But also, like, he's supposed to have written emails about this immediately after it happens. Yeah. Go, the, the emails were in 1998, I think. Yeah, go boot up Lotus Notes. No, but he didn't write the emails until 1998 or something. Oh, right. And he just says it happened. And, but, but, like, the emails... emails you're not saying when it happened? The email he's... Yeah. If, if only potentially a couple of months after the event in the next year, you were saying, this thing happened. Was it? Three months ago or 15 months ago? So you he, would know. He says in 1997. Okay. But he was writing the email in 1998. Right. Mm. But he's now saying in that article that it was 1996. Yeah. And, pre, short, and short weather. Pre-dating Mortal Kombat and Limp Bizkit's smash hit album $3 Bill Yolls. So they, Limp Bizkit got the thing from him. No, he hadn't talked about it at that point. Maybe Limp Bizkit come along between the events happening and him writing about the events. Yeah, which is ah, suspect in itself. Yeah. It is. I think we've cracked the case, boys. Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about what Limp Bizkit means. How do we feel about Limp Bizkit now? Are they? I like, feel like. Are we allowed to enjoy their songs? They, they, they're still around, right? I think so. Yeah. But like, because you know, for years we were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we all dabbled in enjoying it," because we all did. Uh, <laughs> speak up for oneself. Uh, come on. Yeah. Cam had bloody CD single of Nookie. Yeah. Sure. No, never did. Um, but well, it, I'm not going to claim some fucking great fucking thing here. Yeah. I listened to the Offspring's 2008 album in its entirety today. Yeah, how was that? Uh, have you seen the video clip that they did that was like a pop video clip quite recently? It might have been that album or it might have been the one after. It might be the one after. And it was very bad. And they're like, oh, no, it was a joke. And you, I watched it and I'm like, ugh. I don't. I think you would. I don't know if this was a joke. Anyway, right. yeah, they did one quite recently where it's like it's like summer of California. Kind yeah, of there's, shit. there's maybe the by the fire. Mm. There's a lot of unintentional occult symbology in it. I remember. Oh, okay, maybe it's a different one. Um, Have you seen the video for Blood Dusters Porn Store Stiffy? No, is that good? <laughs> it's great. They okay. just totally like pay the fuck out of new metal bands. So it's, coming, a great, it's a good song. Coming back to the question, Limp Bizkit. Now, looking back on songs like Nookie, yeah. Roland, yeah. Uh, their cover of Faith, which was yeah. catapulted them into the yeah, zeitgeist. Yeah, massive. Uh, what was the other one? But they did Behind Blue Eyes years later. Okay, I don't know that one. Cover of the song Behind Blue Eyes. Okay. Um, like, we can enjoy those songs now, can't we? Because for a while there, we couldn't. 
We're like, ugh, no, that was an oh. awful time. But I th- yeah, I think if you fired up Nookie, you could probably go, yeah, <laughs> remember when this was massive. You could put that on in public and people were like, yeah, all right, it's a fun time. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. They were never a guilty pleasure for me, so I don't have to engage in this sort of revision. I so, don't believe in guilty pleasures. Yeah. So would you, Cam, if we, say if we were hanging out. Well, I didn't enjoy them at the time. Sinking some brewskis and Nookie came on, would you be like, yeah, it was an enjoyable situation? Or would you be like, ugh. Well, no, I think I just missed the Limp Bizkit thing. I didn't. I neither enjoyed them nor didn't enjoy them at the time. I missed it. Yeah. I bought, uh, so I bought a, a CD, a copied CD. This is when, like, before, as people were like, oh, my God, you can copy CDs. Mm-hmm. And one of my sister's friends, like, had a huge library of tons of metal albums. Like, he was a metal fiend. And then he had some of your stuff, Limp yeah. Bizkit, and he'd sell them for, like, 10 bucks. Right. So I got, like, a whole bunch. And I got the Limbiscuit one. I was like really excited because I'd heard the song Faith and I really dug it. Yeah. And then I put it on I'm like, yeah, cool. This, oh, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> what I liked <laughs> about Faith was the original song Faith. Yeah. It turns yeah. out the original, the song Faith is a good, well-written song. Yeah. Everything else on this album is Can I not. Get some George Michael CDs off this guy? Probably not. You know, he had some, some good pop in there. He probably doesn't have it anymore. Um, so I think, but then the later albums were probably well better produced. Mm-hmm. It's my take on Limp Bizkit. When they brought those out, they were, it was probably at the time where people were like, fuck, we can't like Limp Bizkit. Remember yeah. that shit? <laughs> yeah. That was a bad album. He was doing well. How much was a CD? Like a buck, right? Oh, it's hard to say back then. This was no one that anyone knew had a CD burner. Yeah. But a blank, no, but, the but blank it, CDs were like $2 maybe. It was at the point though when it would cut off his whatever burner he had would cut off the last second of every song oh. and I, so I got a this is such a 90s thing I got a Pennywise album burnt off it and if you know anything about Pennywise their songs go right to the end yeah but so you every you'd always miss that and it was really fucking annoying to listen to <laughs> <laughs> anyway I also got the Exploited off him yeah that sounds about right uh, I think it was Beat the Bastards is that right for you it was a good album they're not problematic are no. they no, just no. oh, I'm, no, not problematic. Just uh, they have some good songs. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay saying that. Beat the bastards. Yeah. All right, is this it? Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> we cover the bike on children. Yeah, it's been a lot of shoeies in this one. Yeah, if you, who, what, when, where, why, how? Yeah, everyone tell their stories. Yeah, if you were visited upon by suave, olive-skinned, and also freckled. And pale children, mm. an odd combo, mm. like ticket inspectors with eyes of colour. Yeah, mm. with black eyes. Ooh. Write it down at the time. <laughs> yeah, write it down. With Make a, a little note. With the date. Yeah. Say, basic pa- journalist tenet. And yeah. take a ro- selfie of yourself with today's paper. Yeah, yeah. twenty nineteen. Like now, back then he couldn't, but now we could do it very easily. Yeah, maybe. Post it to your Instagram story and make sure it automatically archives so then you can yeah. go back in a couple of years and go, oh, it's in there yeah. as well. You know what? Turn location services on. Yep. Snap a photo, upload it. Yep. You've got the time, the date, the GPS coordinates, Don't say the photo. Don't say maybe 1996 at the Mortal Kombat movie before yeah. the Mortal Kombat movie was out. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Anyway, uh, if people want to find us online, they can do so at hypotheticalinstitute.com probably. Yeah, bookedunits.com for some merch. You can find us on Patreon. Yeah, thanks to all of our patrons. But especially Tammy. Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you. And they can find you, Robbo? Uh, At aleoftime, aleoftime aleoftime.com. A little bit of an accent there for you. Get me at Saltmarsh on Instagram. Currently doing a Movember thing on Instagram. 
Yeah? I thought rather than grow a moustache. You've already got a moustache. Yeah, and I don't want to shave my face again because it was fucked. Um, I yeah, thought, I say this is much better. <laughs> instead, what I would do is uh, I would do a daily moustache illustration. Mm-hmm. Post it on my Instagram and my Facebook. All right. If you want to donate, go check it out. How's it going? I've had one donation. Cool. Who from? From Cam. Yeah. Oh. Any from Robbo? No. I'm being, I am being pressured from many corners at the moment to donate to Movember people. Yeah. I'm a freelance journalist. I don't make them a lot of money. Yeah. I need to, I'm going to have to choose one by the end of the month. Yeah. I'm going to be letting people down. And mm. this is quite stressful. You know what, Robbo? You can let me down, mate. We'll just be par for the course. Oh. You can get me Andrew Somarch illustration. Can plug his bloody stuff. Uh, at Sex and Harm on Twitter. Gather Around Me is my other podcast. Uh, we should be coming back soonish. Where you been? Just been on a little hiatus. Hmm. Um, my boss is growing a moustache, really ugly one. I said, "Is that again?" Like- yeah, yeah, I've, I've said- seen this guy with a moustache before, and it was <laughs> quite unsettling. <laughs> this is like a more unsettling version of that. I said, it's, it's, "It's interesting. People are going to be listening to this, going, oh, if he hears that, he's going to be embarrassed, but or feel bad.' But no, I've said way worse to his face about his moustache. Yet he persisted. <laughs> I, I said to him, "Is that for November?" He's like, "No. Why would it be?" I was like. Oh. Fucking don't care. Finish the podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?